Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, welcome to Horror versus Reality. I'm Anastasia, and this is Morgan. Hi, I'm Morgan. <laughs> uh, today's episode is Bloody Sun. I mean, Bloody Sunday, Bloody no. Wednesday. <laughs> Bloody Just kidding. Wednesday. Wrong day of the week. <laughs> it's not the U2 song. It's Bloody Wednesday. Bloody Wednesday versus. <clears throat> the San Isidro Massacre. McDonald's Massacre. Okay. So, this movie was a fucking hot mess. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure it had a 1980s cable budget, um, but it was actually a full-length film sadly (laughs) um the acting's terrible the writing's terrible the quality of the film itself is horrendous um and i mean like the way it looks it's grainy and has not aged well at all that's like the copy that's on amazon nobody's looking to remaster this film let's put it that way um it has some sim like it's got very base level similarities to the actual massacre, but other than that, it's pretty wonky. Morgan, what do you think about this? Um, I thought it was like a a fever dream of some kind. It was just kind of all over the place. With I mean, like just the steps of his madness and everything. And everybody's like, oh, you're fine. You're just having a bad time. And it's like, he walked into a church naked. That's not fine. (laughs) And they let him go. That's a good scene. Bro walked... Great. Yeah, I'll I'll cover it when I get into the the midst of it. (laughs) But yeah, it was definitely not... um, Just the weapons were similar. 
not anything else. Then um, the weapons weren't even on point. But yeah, the weapons were accurate um, to what he used, or they're fairly accurate. Like uh, the real killer, James Huberty, uh, uses. Uh, a Browning a semi-automatic. Well, no, he automatic. used a couple of different guns. He used a yeah. Browning HP, and he had a semi-automatic Uzi. But um, in the movie, uh, Harry, the character, uses a revolver, and his Uzi was fully automatic. Yeah, um, and then he also had that pump-action shotgun, which was only seen once in the the movie. Yeah. He only shoots it, like, one time. Yeah, just for whatever reason. Shotgun, fun, woo! I don't know. <laughs> um, in the movie, he was killed by one of the customers in the restaurant. Um, in reality, he was shot down by a police SWAT sniper. Um, obviously, also in the movie, um, the cafe that the massacre takes place in is nameless. It's just a little cafe. And obviously, in real life, it's McDonald's, you know, a huge, very famous, worldwide, billion-dollar corporation. Um, I imagine McDonald's was like, I, we want no part of this. You cannot use our name. Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> it's imagine. It's bad that. enough that this happened in actuality. We don't want to be a part of this. And I can't say I blame them. Um, in the movie, the massacre is really short. It's only like five minutes. Uh, in reality, this ordeal took 77 minutes from the first time he shot until he was shot dead um no children were killed in the movie it was all adults but in reality five children were killed in the massacre yeah and also they didn't show him killing people outside um because in reality he was shooting people at a playground next door and trying to shoot people on the freeway and then in the movie, it takes place at night, but it really took place around 4 p.m. to, like, 5-something. Yeah. And um, uh, uh, no brother really pays, plays a role in real life. Um, he And he wasn't getting divorced. He was still married to his wife. Like, him and his whole family had a nice day. <laughs> yeah, at the zoo. Yeah, like, the day before he shot up the uh, McDonald's. So... You know, they had they took some liberties. They took some serious liberties <laughs> in yeah. the film. Um like, you know, it's loosely based, very loosely based in the sense that a man uh slowly declines and uh decides to go on a killing spree. That's pretty much it. <laughs> those, are the, those are the similarities. That's about it. Yeah. Um so in the film, uh, Harry, who is an auto mechanic, who's <laughs> an auto mechanic, um, like I just said, he's going through a nasty divorce with his wife, and he starts to fuck up on the job, um, and that gets him fired. Uh, his boss like loses his shit on him, actually. Um, and then, uh, you know, he has to call dude's brother to come pick him up. 
So Harry's brother picks him up and is like, you know, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> um, you can stay at my place for, you know, now we'll get you back on your feet or whatever. And that's when, like, the next day he shows up at church completely nude. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Holding a Bible. He is holding a Bible to cover, that's like covering his junk. But then later in the film, he's like, I didn't even know I was naked. If you didn't, if you didn't know you were naked, then, uh, why were you covering your junk? Yeah. <laughs> I like how he leans in real close to the lady, like, look at this page. <laughs> yeah, you can tell she's just like, oh my god, his penis is right there. <laughs> so close. It's I can so feel close. it on my thigh. Oh no. It's, it's limp and everything. Oh. <laughs> I mean, at least it's limp, though. Yeah. I assume it's limp. What if it was fully erect? Um, <laughs> That's very uh, aggressive. Um, <laughs> check, please. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, after he walks into this church, his brother has him committed. Um, He gets released, and his brother... I guess his brother, like, I'm not into, I don't know what his brother does for a living exactly. So I'm not entirely sure how his brother is tied to this abandoned hotel. But his brother has the keys to an abandoned hotel, you know, and it's not really explained well. And basically he's like, look, you can't stay with me anymore, but you can stay here. I don't want you to leave the hotel, you know. Stop being crazy, essentially. You're, you know, you're a burden. <laughs> He's really, like, not super kind to his brother. Yeah, he's uh, not at all sympathetic. He's like, you just gotta pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah, his brother is an asshole and clearly doesn't know, like, a lot about mental health. Yeah, and they even, like, the doctor was like, you shouldn't leave. Like, we have to keep you. And the brother's like, no. And, like, I'm done. Yeah, uh, no, I'm taking him home. Yeah. I guess it kind of... It kind of does reflect on what happened in real life about how he called and they didn't think it was a big deal, sort of. Like how there was, um, um, I guess, a collapse of communication between the mental health field and the real guy. That's of. true. But he, but um, at the same time, though, he does end up having a relationship with his counselor. Not like a sexual one, right? Do, or, or do they sleep together at some point? No, it was all in his head. Oh, that was all in his head. You're right, right. The confusingness of this movie. Yeah. Mm. You don't know what's real or what's fake. <laughs> yeah. So, when he gets released, allegedly, he's told that he has to go meet up with his psychiatrist from there. Maybe she's real at that point, but maybe he doesn't end up um, going and, like, fucking her and hanging out with her at her house and shit later on. Or seeing her in a bikini by the pool. Yeah. Really? He came to her house. He's like, remember I came to your house? And she's like, I never saw you. That didn't He's happen. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Bro's nuts. Yeah, like, uh, that. that's when she should have taken him in immediately. Yeah, like, like oh, God, he's having full-on hallucinations. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
So, uh, he there, while he's at the hotel, he starts hearing things. And, um, he tells his brother that the place is haunted. Also, um, some ruffians. <laughs> like, straight out of, um, what's that fucking movie? Warriors, the Warriors. They look like they're straight out of the Warriors. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh. Warriors, come out to play! Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I just, oh my god. It's they so totally 80s. look like that. It's very, <laughs> very 80s. Although I think Warriors came out in the 70s. Uh, Google that. Let me know. I'm Googling it. Um, 79, yeah. I thought so. I thought so. Um, something told me it wasn't full on 80s. It wasn't quite 80s yet. So high as 70s vibe. But, uh, yeah, they look straight, like they could be straight out of Warriors. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, they start fucking with him, and, um, he calls the cops, and the cops arrest the guys, and, uh, yeah. They're like, oh, you're a good citizen. <laughs> But then you start to think, again, was that all in his head? Were they even real? Like, did they get, like, maybe they did get arrested, but then every time they came back, he imagined it? I'm not real sure. Because, um, again, the lines are real blurry here. And it's not, like, a good blurry, like, say, um, Inception. It's not, like, the ending of Inception good. It's bad blurry. <laughs> Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, one of the scenes in the flashbacks, he's, like, tied them up. And he's got a revolver. And he's playing Russian roulette as he walks up to each one and, like, shoots, like, at their temple. And uh, one of them, who's like a particularly tough-looking fella, they make a point to um, show that he's just pissed his pants. And, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Henry, um, I believe in the release of this in the UK, they edited that out. <laughs> you don't get to see him piss his pants. They should have edited the entire movie out and never released it anywhere. <laughs> Agreed. But um their bad movie is our good fortune. Yeah, true. Yes. So thank you for making this terrible film. Who Mark, made it? Mark G. Gilhuis. I'm probably definitely pronouncing his last name wrong. Gilhuis? I don't know. Gilhuis. <laughs> yeah, Did he make anything else? Um well, by the fact that on Wikipedia, his name doesn't even have a link. It's just black text. I'm guessing no. Aww. Yeah. He was like, yeah, we're going to change the world with this crazy cinematic adventure. And then <laughs> this masterpiece. Yeah. Hollywood's like, get the fuck out. <laughs> Hollywood's like, we should have made this direct to video. Yeah. Get terrible. The fuck out. <laughs> we lost millions on you. Oh, I doubt he had a budget for millions. So I'm pretty sure he didn't. They had oh, a whole the hotel. <laughs> yeah. 
By the way, um, I just looked up his IMDb, and he has exactly one producer and one director credit. Bloody Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Where are you now, Mark Gilhuis? I don't know. Gilhuis. Gilhuis. Oh, my God. I bet we could get him on the podcast. Yes. I want to ask him what the fuck he was on when he made this movie. Well, it was the 80s, so Coke. Yeah, a lot of Coke. Probably Coke. <laughs> Little nose candy. <laughs> so, yeah, um, the last guy, he, uh, his, like, imaginary voice in his head guy tells him not that, you know, not to kill the last guy or whatever or something. So the last guy was supposed to go free. I don't know. Um, and then <sighs> there's also a scene where he's being haunted and he goes out on the ledge in just a bathrobe and the cops come and the brother's called and the brother's very annoyed. He's like, don't go outside. <laughs> Oh, is that when he was shooting at the plane? Yeah. Or with a broom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's when that happened. Um, t- towards the end, you basically just see that he's, like, got a little tiny mini gun arsenal. And by that, I mean, like, five guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he walks into this really shitty-looking, tiny, generic cafe and that's really loud by the way they yeah. had <laughs> really they had really bad sound bites of a real restaurant i guess and i think so it was really poorly edited <laughs> it was so bad <laughs> i edit better than that yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad yeah it was bad um and then you know he shoots it up and uh gets taken out by one of the other restaurants people yeah the and guy it, like, just in the head and it literally just ends like right after that yeah i thought there was gonna be some kind of like you know reprieve or like background information or nope nothing 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 you can just hear the fryer boiling yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was like wait did he fall into the fryer why is it so loud all of a sudden but they make no mention of fryer, and you don't see the fries burning or anything. You just hear it boiling. Yeah, nope. Yeah, I guess that was, like, the director, like, just get a really good sound bite of a fryer that has water in it. <laughs> but, no. Probably. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's a legit fryer sound. <laughs> it is a legit fryer sound. Yeah, it's just like repeating itself, though. That's where all the budget went. It's a really good fryer sound. <laughs> <laughs> Pour some more frozen french fries in there and make it pop. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so that was a terrible movie. It was really bad. Like, really bad. <laughs> I think him walking down the aisle. Covering his Johnson with the Bible is the best part, though. Yeah, no, I was like, ooh, this is going to be a good one. But you had already told me, like, it wasn't a good one. But oh, yeah. I that was, like, my favorite part. Immediately. <laughs> it was like, it's really bad, Morgan. <laughs> yeah. That was <laughs> really bad. 
was definitely my favorite part. The only good part of the movie was watching him just be completely insane in a church naked. Yeah. First five minutes. It's in sharp contrast with uh, our next episode that we've already recorded. Oh, yeah. We're living in the future? Past? What are we? We're in the future. We're living in tomorrow because this will be released tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. On my birthday. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving, listeners. Or happy Thanksgiving. Happy early Thanksgiving. Happy early. <laughs> no, it's, it'll be Thanksgiving for them. Oh, it's so, so confusing. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. And happy 32nd birthday to me. Yeah, happy birthday, Anna. I hope Thank you have a great birthday today. <laughs> you. I'm going to be spending it at my boyfriend's Uncle Al's. Nice. Hi, Uncle Al. <laughs> I doubt you'll ever hear this. I hope not. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Just uh, Uncle Al, I just know that we're eating at his house. Good. And I'm um, bringing my key lime pie that I made for myself. You should get together some turkey facts. Um, my... Uh, fiance's cousin Gina, she brought turkey facts to one Thanksgiving, and it was so much fun. She had memorized, like, this giant list of turkey facts. So every time there was a lull in a conversation, she's like, okay, time for turkey facts. (laughs) And I had no idea there were so many turkey facts out there in the world. So thank you, Gina, for teaching me about turkeys. She always has, like, facts about animals and stuff that, yeah. Oh, is that why you started giving me animal facts? Yeah, she um, opened <laughs> my love for animal facts. <laughs> nice. Because um, it's a good conversation piece. <laughs> she sounds really fun. She is amazing. If Gina's listening to this, I love you and miss you. Yeah, cool. so she's a great person. Hi, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you, but Hi. I think she listens. I don't know. So special shout out to Gina and her Thanksgiving turkey facts. I will always remember that. one way to find out. (laughs) Gina. Gina. (laughs) Are you there, Gina? It's me, Margaret. (laughs) It's me, God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, off to the guy. Well. Um, Right? No. Two second break. Morgan, hey. talk to me about James Huberty. Okay. So I'll give you a little rundown of James Huberty. Um, he was James Oliver Huberty. He was born on October 11th, 1942. Um, he was born in Ohio. He had some childhood illness when he was three um, he actually had polio, but um, this polio made him have permanent walking difficulties. A lot of the information I'm going to share today comes from uh, Murderpedia, um, so you can read a lot of this about his life. So um, yeah, we couldn't find a lot about him himself a lot. There's yeah, not even just and. Yeah, a lot of the like stories about this are archived and are old, so it's kind of hard to find information. Yeah, Murderpedia is like the the best information on him for his early life and before the crimes. 
Um, so he was married. He had two kids. He had a degree in sociology. And then he also received a license for embalming. So he worked at an undertaker um, until about 1971. Um, and then he went – when they moved to um, uh, Ohio oh, – well, they moved um, – after their house caught on fire. I don't know if it was his like, like fault or not. There's no information on it. They ended up moving and then um, he became a welder and him and his wife were known for like um, being violent towards one another. Etna, his wife had said that several times he had um, threatened the family with a loaded gun. Um, and also, the mom had threatened another person. So Etna had threatened another person with a gun. So they were all just all kinds of fucked up. But apparently no one ever called the cops on this guy pulling out guns or Etna. Um, so, no, Etna it was, was arrested. Time. Yeah, Etna was arrested, but, but um, the police never got the gun from her. So they just arrested her and let her go. Um, and didn't get the gun <laughs> after okay. she, she, like, threatened them at a birthday party. Uh, that was so civilized then, them. Yeah, no. So he did have an arsenal of weapons, um, and, like, his wife, that he was becoming unhinged. She even said, something's not right with me, and she said that he should call um, to get mental health help. So he called a center... And told them that he didn't feel right. Um, he, I can't remember what he had a quote in there like something's wrong with me. I can't find it. I think it was in the AP. I don't remember. Um, so they ended up um, misspelling his name and put him into a list of like non-urgent callers because he sounded so calm on the phone. Yeah. And like he, it didn't seem like a super emergency, so they never called back. And that day, he and his wife and two kids um, went to McDonald's and ate, and also visited the zoo. And then they went home. And then after that, uh, I think that was was that the day before no that was the same day i think they went to the zoo and everything um, oh yeah i think you're right yeah because it happened on july 15th he had the mental breakdown mm-hmm. july 16th so july 18th is when they visited the zoo yeah yeah so that night um i think it was 4 p.m. that he went there. Yeah, it was like just a few hours before he went there, they went to the zoo. Yeah, so around 3.56, he pulled up to the parking lot of McDonald's on San Ysidro Boulevard. Um, Like Anna said earlier, he had a 9mm Browning HP semi-automatic pistol a 9 millimeter Uzi carbine, 
and a Winchester 12 gauge pump action shotgun. He had a box and a cloth bag filled with hundreds of rounds of ammunition. Um, and when he walked in, he told the people to lay down. Um, and he made all the customers lay down inside of the restaurant. And then one of the employees tried to, um, call 911 and he shot her in the head. Um, and then he just started shooting indiscriminately at people that were laying on the ground. Um, and like Anna said in the movie, this only lasted five minutes, but in reality, I think it was 75 minutes, 77, 77. minutes. Yeah, 77 minutes. Um, so there was a total of 45 customers in the restaurant at the time. Um, and he killed, how many did he kill? He killed 22. Well, 21. He killed 21 people and injured 19 others. I think there were 20 in the store that he killed or in the McDonald's. Cause he did shoot kids at the, um, play place, like across the street or yeah. right next door. Right. There was like a park right next door. Um, and that's the only reason why they got the 911 call is because someone had reported that a child was shot at the playground next door. Um, so then when the police came, I think it was 11 different police officers showed up on the scene. They realized that he was still in McDonald's shooting people. Um, still in progress. Yeah. So, so he killed, 20 people and wounded 16 others before the police even arrived is what they claim uh, because they said that within 15 minutes of him starting to shoot, that was when the majority of the people died. Um, and some of the survivors sued um, McDonald's and they also sued uh, the police department saying that the police didn't respond quick enough. Um, but the police often, I mean, they, they defended themselves saying it wouldn't have been safe because they couldn't get a clear shot and there were still people alive in the store or uh, McDonald's. So, um, I don't think, I know they won a settlement, but I don't think they won that settlement saying that the police were the issue. Uh, they did win 1.5 million, which was, um, put up for the survivors. And the families of those that were killed. Yeah. Um, and they, they got that, uh, I think it was like a year later is when it settled, which is pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, it took until 2011 or 2012 until the survivors were awarded money for the Virginia Tech shooting because I sat on, in on that trial. It took nice. them off. Yeah. It was pretty. Not, not, not that. Um, that guy shot at Virginia Tech. No, but they they did win because it was the university's fault that a lot of those people died because they had already gotten the call that someone had been murdered. But they're like, oh, it was um you know a couple's dispute. We got the killer, but it was not, and he was still killing. They didn't alert the 
the campus. But anyway. Yeah, that guy was a straight incel. Yeah, he was. He was a neck beard with a bad, bad poetry habit. Um, oh, my God, his bad. <laughs> have you listened to last podcast on the last episode yes. on that? Yes, it's hilarious. So I mean, and it's not hilarious, but it's, it is pretty funny. It's terrible. Well, um, they read his bad poetry and make fun of him, and that's yeah. what's great about it. Yeah, it's great. Ugh. He was so bad. Um, but, yeah, out of this, too, it actually um, did change laws, just like Virginia Tech with the shutdown, like lockdown of universities, if there's any, like, violent crime within a certain radius. Um, this also uh, – change laws of how police respond to mass shootings um, and how snipers shoot to kill. Um, so, so like Anna said before, he was not shot by anyone in the store. Unfortunately, it wouldn't, it didn't end in five minutes. So it was 77 minutes and a sniper on the roof of a post office next door, they did the final shot, and he was killed. Um, so there were 17 bodies inside. That's including um, the suspect. And then there were four outside, which were children. And like in the movie, there were no children, but I believe a majority of these were actually children. Or younger than, yeah, the the youngest one was four months old, but that baby lived. Um, the youngest killed was an eight-month-old baby. Um, but, yeah, he injured a lot of children. Yeah, so a majority of adults died, but a majority of the children were injured. Um, so they also found over 245 rounds of 9mm bullets on the ground. And that that's crazy because they don't even include how many shotgun shells he had, but that was over like 7 pounds of ammunition that he had in that bag, including the guns, which were like, I don't know, shotguns like 5 pounds, what else? Uh, but I don't know how many rounds of shotgun shells he had, but he had a giant like Santa bag full of just fucking ammunition and weapons. Um, but he only used those three guns during the shooting. But a majority of his shooting was done with the Uzi. Um, so, yeah, I don't want to go through all how everybody died because um, it's pretty graphic on how people are shot in the face and everything. But... The the ones who survived were the ones who faked death the entire time. That's um, smart. Oh, possibly. yeah. That never never moved or anything. Even when they kicked, he kicked them because he walked around. So if he heard anyone moan, he would just walk back and just shoot them in the face. Um, if anyone opened their eyes, he would shoot them. And there was also one guy was crying over his wife he came and shot him too so there was there was a lot of people who just kind of laid there playing dead and then they moved and that's when he shot them again um so the um the after effects of this 
I mean, there's been a, a few documentaries. Unfortunately, I couldn't um, access the new documentary that came out. Um, but I hear it's pretty good. It interviews some of the survivors and the family members. It's called 77 Minutes. Um, and this is, it's a lot of victims come forth um, and talk about how, how their lives were changed forever this one day in 77 minutes just, you know, took their family members' lives or took their health because a lot of them have, like, horrible um, injuries still, um, including PTSD for sure. Like, even the daughter of um, uh, Huberty also says she has, like, PTSD like even when the the weather changes, she said said she gets this feeling and just it all comes back and she starts seeing everything. Um, she wasn't there, but I know like it changed her life because the mom had to move with her daughters multiple times um, because they were getting harassed and everything. Um, but the the mom or the wife of the killer. Uh, the the widow uh, Etna Etna Huberty. She actually you told me this, but I, f- I found a Los Angeles Times article that she sued uh, the McDonald's and James Huberty's former employer, which claimed that McDonald's knew the potential dangers of monosodium glutinate as a flavor enhancer to his food, yet failed to do anything about it. So she claimed that um, Huberty had uh, massive amounts of metals in his body, which he did, but she claims that it was from MSG. And then, I mean, yeah, he probably had uh, metals in his body from being a welder, but she was saying that was his issue, um, which caused him to have the violent outburst um what you know like heavy metals it definitely causes mental illness and i mean there's some theories on why uh the serial killer um explosion in the 60s and 70s were brought on by people with heavy metals which i mean unleaded gas it was all lead before or it became unleaded, so everyone mm. was breathing heavy metals. Mm. Um, and then everybody's pipes had uh, lead in it. So, I mean, there is some theories about that, but I think it's kind of ridiculous that she sued McDonald's for MSG because uh, MSG is safe. They just were uh, racist and thought that Asians were trying to poison us with their MSG. So, that. There are a lot of conspiracy theories out there about MSG, but it's fucking safe. <laughs> oh, I know. I want to say there's an episode of some adult cartoon, like maybe Family Guy or Bob's Burgers or... What about MSG? Yeah. Yeah, there's a really good podcast, um, Stuff You Should Know About, Stuff You Should Know. Um, they oh, do one I on MSG. Yeah, they have they have a good one on MSG. 
G. But yeah, it was just like what I don't know what they call it, the yellow scare or something. Yeah. Like racist shit about MSG. Like that's all it is was just a fear of um the eastern part of the world. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. So I've listened um, to that very episode. Yeah. Um have you uh ever listened to any of the episodes of Stuff to Blow Your Mind? No. But oh, I should. You should, because they've Cause got some of the I most, love facts. They've got some of the most interesting topics. It's like a lot of science-y stuff, but then um, a lot of stuff that you wouldn't think to look at in a scientific perspective. It's just a really fucking interesting podcast. And no, I have not been paid to say this. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I... am a big fan. I've gotten so many TV shows and book recommendations off of that. Yeah, that, I I haven't heard that one, but I love Stuff You Should Know. I, well, if you like Stuff You Should Know, you'll love Stuff to Blow Your Mind. I love Josh and Clark, if they're listening. I doubt they are, but I love <laughs> you. I bought your book. I can't wait for it to come out. Yeah, their book's out at some Yay. point. Yeah. Um, you should also listen to... Stuff they don't want you to know. Oh shit! <laughs> it's like a conspiracy theories one oh, from the God. same people, and it's fantastic. Uh, stuff they don't want you to know. Yeah, they gave me an idea for an episode that we're gonna do. Ooh. I just have to. I just have to get my hands on the uh, copy of the film that they. Uh, we're talking about. Well, no, um, they talked about the crime, but there is a film based on it, but it was banned for a lot of years in the country that it came out in. And then it was like leaked on Facebook or some shit a couple of years ago. So I've just got to find a copy of it. Uh, well, you're being very roundabout about this. So is it like a secret? We need to talk like off? Um, Can you say it? I Okay, so it's about Mona Sanday. Do you know about this woman, Morgan? Probably not. No, I don't think so. Uh, look, I'm not going to tell the whole thing. This will be a future episode, but here's a little hinty hint um, teaser. Um, she was like, oh, not a witch doctor, but um, like, hold on, a voodoo priestess kind of? Hold on, hold on. Uh, did you just google her because she's yeah. the creepiest woman alive black magic sh- shaman yeah so she was you know engaged in weird magic nonsense that doesn't exist sorry if I'm disrespecting people I've made it quite clear that I don't believe in magic or ghosts and I'm not religious that's just my opinion I do not judge you for it anyway um uh, yeah. You don't so. believe in Christmas magic? Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> you don't um, believe that it's magic? Sorry. Anna? I'm sorry, guys. Um, this is not a podcast for children to listen to. If you haven't figured that out by now, <laughs> you know, don't Please. be mad at me for saying this. Santa's not real. Yeah, Santa's not real. Um, but... 
please do not let your kids listen to this. For the love of God, if you've got your child listening to this right now, I'm calling CPS. Yeah, unless your child is 18 or up, because this is adult fare, not You know children. what I mean. A, a child that's literally still. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. A child. Yeah. <laughs> Not an adult child. <laughs> adult children are fine. Yeah, listen to it with your whole adult family. <laughs> this yes. is a great Christmas. No, I'm just kidding. It's not Christmas. Thanksgiving. I don't know. Episode. Like some, some <laughs> precocious teenagers. You know what? Let's say like 15 and up. Is, yeah, if they can handle their shit. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You know your child. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how to raise your child. You know your child. If your child can handle it, whatever. <laughs> and if your child is an animal, definitely. Just don't listen to our next episode because, spoiler, the dog dies. The dog does die, and it's really sad. Yeah. It's oh, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's so bad. Um, but yeah, so Mona Fanday, uh, yes, she sort of pulled the uh, Rasputin Ooh, kind she of had deal. A big dick. <laughs> <laughs> Someone listened to that last podcast episode. No, I mean it's well known that he. It is well known, to... but that's like half of their series on them is just talking about his giant dog. Yeah, that's Which like me and Ben Franklin. Yeah, isn't it like pickled somewhere on display? Oh, it's fake. It's fake. But oh, that's yeah. a fake one. I wish yeah. it was really cut off of his body. Yeah, they probably did because they're Russians and they're really fucking weird. Sorry, Russia. <laughs> but like, you know, like all the weird Orthodox Christian people, they used to take things as relics, like religious relics. And since he was like a mystic or whatever. Supposedly they cut off his penis, but I don't think that's real. His penis it, yeah, it's, gives us power. It, Mystical penis. 
you know the movie Mystic Pizza? It's Mystic Penis now. You know what? That's the porn <laughs> version. That's the porn version of Mystic Pizza. Oh fuck Mystic yeah! Mystic Penis. Mystic <laughs> Penis. I bet there is a porn. Um, there's a porn for everything. That's true. That's true. Which means there's some really fucked up porn out there, guys. Yeah, there is. You know what? There's a by that. But what is the rule on the internet? Rule forty. Do you know what I'm talking about? Rule forty-three. Is it rule? That's, rule, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say forty-three. Rule seventy-two. Rule. <laughs> Stop it! You're throwing things <laughs> in me now, and I don't know what to think. <laughs> uh, rule sixty-four. Yeah, rule sixty-four. If it exists, then there's a porn of it. Okay. Right. Uh, maybe. There's yes, yes. If it exists, there's a adult version of it. Yeah, rule thirty-four. Oh, that is rule thirty-four. Yeah, it was thirty-four. Okay, we were right the first time. If it exists, there's a porn of it. If there isn't, there will be. Yeah. Okay, so that means there's a porn version of Bloody Wednesday. And there's a porn version of the Mystic Penis. <laughs> I mean, that is the porn version. The original's Mystic Pizza with Julia Roberts. <laughs> I want to see that. You should look it up. It's not a great movie, but she's got I'm some epic porn. 80s hair. Oh, yeah, no. I, oh, <laughs> I will be Googling that later. <laughs> Just because I have a curious mind. And I'm a little bit drunk because it's the night before Thanksgiving. Yes, it's the... No, it's... Actually, to our listeners, is Thanksgiving, so it's Thanksgiving. Oh, well, I mean, no, they know that we're in the future. You know what? They, Sorry, I'm ruining They're not it. stupid. They can figure out what the fuck's going on. Clearly, we're recording the day before. You will be listening to this on Thanksgiving, but obviously, we're still in the past. We're Got it? Good. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm getting drunk the night before, because apparently, that's... One of the most drunken nights of the year. I would have thought New Year's, but apparently th- the night before Thanksgiving is. Really? That's what that's what Mark and Derek said. I don't know. I don't have factual evidence of that. That's just what they tell me. Because people are, like, back in their hometown, and uh, a lot of people don't want to be back in their hometown. So they've gone out to the bar, and they're running into other people they know from, like, high school, and now they're drunk at the bar. Uh, like the night before Thanksgiving? Or the night of The night before Thanksgiving is what they said, but I don't know. You know what? Let's Google drunkest night of the year, America. I'm actually not even drinking. I'm drinking water. I'm drinking water out of a mason jar because that's how I roll. I'm actually only on my first drink, so I'm not drunk yet. And it's not like a entirely strong one. I did take a shot of Sky Vodka with Mark before the podcast, though, because literally right before... We went on air. He goes, shot? <laughs> and, my, and like a dog who hears the word food, my ear perked up and I <laughs> walked into the kitchen. <laughs> I have coffee from Hawaii. Thank you, Megan, if you're listening. You did. And you did it. Hawaii. And you did it in the horror versus reality mug that I got you for Christmas. I know. I'm so glad. I have the first official merch. I'm so happy. She does. Best Christmas present ever. 
I'm really glad you like it. Yeah. <laughs> I even washed it just so I could, like, drink the coffee out of it, like, immediately. Excellent. You should definitely <laughs> wash it first because there's no telling where it's been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always wash your things first after you bring them home from the store. Yeah, especially now because somebody with corona could have been rubbing their hands all in it. Yeah, and then some pervert could be rubbing their penis all over everything. Oh. Their, their mystic penis all over your mystic pizza. <laughs> um, If we were, like, an episode of last podcast, that's what the title of this episode would be. Mystic, be mystic penis. <laughs> mystic penis. I think I might call that the alternate title of this Yeah, episode. like, mystic penis. Or, no, I'll, I'll call it what I normally call it, which will be, you know, um, the... Uh, Bloody Wednesday versus the San Isidro McDonald's Massacre. Or, oh, no, no, AKA. AKA Mystic Penis. <laughs> Just throw everybody off. They're going to be like, what? Yeah. That's, that's totally the title of this episode, Mystic Penis. Oh, yeah. I do want to say, back to our our episode, that... I think everyone should read about this uh, this whole thing because I didn't know about this until like last year, maybe year before. And you refresh my memory, but it was the U.S.'s uh, most like the biggest mass shooting until like six years later with the Luby shooting. Yep. But yeah. Okay, sorry, I just had to put that in there. But the I really want to watch this documentary, 77 Minutes. I would have been <laughs> able to watch it. Me too, I was looking for it, and I couldn't really find a place to watch it. Yeah, I couldn't either. But it looks pretty good. Uh, and there wasn't enough time to, like, order it and then pop it in the DVD player, you know? <laughs> Because we do not pirate films. No. Never. Certainly not. Never pirate films. <laughs> uh, um, ain't no snitches either, though. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. <laughs> Yeah, you you hear that? Uh, God, what's like? A, what's the drummer Lars uh, from Metallica? Oh, I was thinking the FBI. No, <laughs> no, but you know um, Lars, Ulrich. Lars Ulrich, Ulrich, yeah, from Metallica's like a big anti-piracy dude. Yeah, yeah. Like is. they sued Napster. <laughs> yeah, that's didn't he shut down Napster? Basically. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, uh, saved the world from. All types of viruses. <laughs> that is true. Those places are riddled with viruses. Yeah. Which is why when you do something like that, not saying that we do at all, that you definitely want to put an IP vanish on and then also some heavy-duty antivirus wear. Yes, kids. If you do that sort of <laughs> if thing. If you do that. <laughs> Not that we're condoning it at all. Mm-mm. No way. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Morgan, 
since every we've we've told the grand story, not grand, awful, terrible story of the San Isidro McDonald's massacre, and we've talked about one of the truly shittiest movies I've ever watched. Yes. Um, what have you been? I don't know. Watching, eating, reading, breathing, listening to. I don't know. Um. Well, tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow, listeners, will... No, is it tomorrow when our other one's releasing? Both of them are releasing tomorrow. It's, okay. It's me giving a birthday Thanksgiving gift to the listeners. Yay! Birthday and Thanksgiving! So I... We talk about it on the next one, but I've just been watching, like, the first 48 a lot. Um, and also The Queen's Gambit. I watched all of that in 24 hours. And... Um, I've been just eating, like today I've been eating macadamia nuts, which also, listeners, macadamia nuts are toxic to dogs. Morgan's dog learned that's the hard way today. Yeah, ORC um, got into my package when I went to the bathroom. Uh, my friend Sam package from uh hawaii filled with hawaiian macadamia nuts which are like my favorite thing in the world and he got into them and ripped them to shreds luckily he only ate like eight but fyi if you don't know this you can get a syringe um of some hydrogen peroxide or if your dog is not weary about you know foamy water in front of him um make them drink a little bit of hydrogen peroxide it'll make them throw up but you can't give them too much because it can cause their stomach to explode. So, yeah, had a fun day with making him throw up all of the macadamia nuts. He's fine. He's good. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's what I've been eating, I guess. Not not my dog's vomit. I've been eating <laughs> macadamia nuts. Gross. Um, Nobody thought that, Morgan. Okay. That's <laughs> just. I didn't pause there. There wasn't like a, a period to stop that sentence. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what have you been up to with your food and watching habits, mm-hmm. Anna? Mark and I have been falling asleep to reruns of King of the Hill on <laughs> Damn so it, Bobby. Yeah. Um, I also just went through another binge rewatch of the first four seasons of uh, the British sitcom Friday Night Dinner. Oh, I haven't watched that. It's on Amazon Prime. It's hilarious. It stars Simon Bird, who's the star of uh, The Inbetweeners. Yeah. Which is an, uh, another hilarious British sitcom. I love The Inbetweeners. Yeah, you know, you know who, um, I'm trying to think of his name on the Inbetweeners. It's not coming to me. But he, you know, he's the little nerdy guy. Yeah. With the glasses and the briefcase. Fuck, I can't remember his name on it. Yeah, me neither. I haven't watched it in a while, the Inbetweeners. Yeah, I haven't done a rewatch on the Inbetweeners in a hot minute. But I'm obsessed with Friday Night Dinner. It's about this little Jewish family that, um, <clears throat> it's like a family of four, the mom, dad, and they're two adult sons. And because they're Jewish, the sons come home and eat, you know, like uh, Friday night dinner with their parents every week. Um, and there's also this, like, zany neighbor who's, 
Like, he's either on drugs or he's legitimately a really spacey idiot. (laughs) (sighs) But he drops by with his, like, dog and is always, like, barring their bathroom or um, finding some reason to bother the Goodmans. That's the family's name. And um, he's definitely in love with the mom, (laughs) which is why why he drops by all the time. It's really great, and there's, um, like, you see the grandmothers a few times, and one of their grandmothers is called Horrible Grandmother, because <laughs> she's a fucking bitch, and literally they say, they call her Horrible Grandmother to her face. <laughs> Hello, Horrible Grandmother. And they joke about, like, why isn't your mother dead yet? <laughs> really bad. It's great. Um... It's great. Uh, it's super funny. Um, yeah. Uh, for those of you who've seen Chernobyl, the most neglectful scientist uh, on Chernobyl, uh, that actor is the same actor who plays the dad on Friday Night Dinner. And uh, he's a great actor because he plays someone that you fucking hate really well in Chernobyl, but he's a lovable goofball on Friday night dinner. So yeah, great actor. Can't think of his name right now. And I don't feel like Googling it, but yeah, props to that guy. Great show. There's two, there's actually six seasons out, but there's only four on Amazon. Um, definitely don't pirate the other two seasons. Purchase them. (laughs) Yep. Don't do that. Kids. You totally, may wind up in jail. Totally not going to ask Mark to go on Pirate Bay later. Nope. Ooh, we talk about pirates on our next episode. We do. We do talk about pirates. <laughs> we talk about pirate metal. Yeah, pirate metal. <laughs> you don't know the genre. Look it up. It's great. <laughs> I'm starting to think that there's a genre of music for everything now. Yep. It's starting to become that, which is weird. Um, like, do you know? Like, I don't know if if there's like an abundance of this still being made uh, currently. But um, do you know that there's a thing called? Hold on, I've got a crunk core. Crunk core. Yes. No. You want me to explain to you what crunk core is? think I know, but just please explain it to me. Tell me what you think it is first. Okay, I think it's like drunk uh, hip-hop. No. Okay. <laughs> it's so much worse than that. Is it like screamo hip-hop? Is it, Does it have anything to do with hip-hop? Um, yes. So, are you ready? Yes, please tell me. Crunkcore is a musical fusion genre characterized by the combination of cultural and musical elements from crunk, screamo, pop, electronic, and dance music. It often features screamed vocals, hip-hop beats, sexually provocative lyrics, and auto-tune. I mean, it literally sounds like a 12-year-old with GarageBand back in, like, 2005. 
well, its cultural origins were the mid two thousands. So Holy shit! It was GarageBand. GarageBand started this. <laughs> I think so. GarageBand <laughs> and the popularity of um, what's that guy's name? Uh, you know, he's um a rapper that always uses auto tune. Ti? No, what was it? What was it? I think he sings "Buy You a Drink." Uh, yeah, just auto tune. T Pain. T Pain, not T I. I knew it started with a T. The popularity of emo, screamo, and T Pain at the same time is what caused this nonsense. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about T Pain. It's not T I. My bad, T I. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Can I read you something about this off of Wikipedia, please? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> this is amazing. <clears throat> Writer and musician Jessica Hopper claims that the influences for Crunkcore can be traced back to 2005 when Panic and the, at the Disco mixed emo with electronics. While crunkcore is typically characterized by the use of screamed vocals, some crunkcore artists don't scream. For instance... <laughs> For instance, Warped Tour co-creator and CEO Kevin Lyman calls the group 303 the tipping point for Skrunk. For Skrunk. <laughs> <laughs> and said that the 303 doesn't incorporate the blood-curdling screams of many Skrunk acts. They were the first emo-influenced acts to depart from traditional instruments in favor of pre-programmed beats while still retaining many of the stylistic elements of emo. Millionaires who do not use screamed vocals are also crunkcore. <laughs> the Phoenix described crunkcore as a combination of minimalist southern hip-hop, auto-tune croons, techno breakdowns, barked vocals, and party-till-you-puke poetics. <laughs> Inland Empire Magazine described the genre as combining post-hardcore and heavy metal licks with crunk. Oh my god. I wish that didn't exist. Me too. Because when I first heard about this and I played the first group I literally, you know, that came up, which I can't tell you at all who it would be, what their name is now. But it was literally the worst thing that my ears have ever heard, I think. I think I would rather listen to William Hung sing the national anthem over bagpipes. Oh, that's bad. It's pretty bad. For those of you who are too young to know who William Hung is, he was a contestant on one of the earlier seasons of American Idol. When it was still on Fox. And, yeah, it was uh, so bad. <laughs> Saying Ricky Martin's she bangs. He literally had the time of his life, though. He did. He had the time of his life. He managed to parlay his bad singing into a pretty good 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, you can't you can't uh, blame a guy for trying. He was a terrible singer, though. Really, yeah. truly awful singer. Yeah, now he's in like law enforcement or something. Yeah, I think he's a cop now. I don't, really? I don't, 
Yeah, he he gave up his singing career. Oh I'm God, pretty sure he went into. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he went into be a cop. If I'm not mistaken. She bangs. I'm sorry. Um. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. He's decided he's a crime analyst for the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. Oh, wow. He's a statistical analyst. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, he works for the police department, but he's, but he's not, a, not a cop. He's not a cop. Not My a bad. Cop. I would just laugh if... By the way, this is really if William Hung fun. pulled me over, like, <laughs> do you know how fast you're going? <laughs> oh, Morgan, Morgan, no, Morgan, no, Morgan. Hey, that's the way he talks. I know. <laughs> Always do accents. Sorry, sorry, my accents are bad. I'm so sorry. Well, I never. Okay, here's the thing. I never stop you when you're doing accents. From white countries. Oh, okay. But yeah. he's Asian, and it just felt wrong. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, listeners. My bad. We love Morgan. She meant nothing by it. It's. It, I'm not racist. I promise. She's totally not. I'm not racist. My bad. I take it back. I'm so sorry, William Hung. I just would laugh really hard if you pulled me over. Over. <laughs> Here's the thing. It, it has nothing to do with your race or anything like no. that. It's, it's your face. <laughs> Literally just it's, the way you look. It's your fucking face and it's the fact that you, you had the best time of your life on stage singing Ricky Martin. Yeah, also, every time we see you, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be filing papers. We're going to see you on American Idol singing shebangs. Yeah. it's It's hard not to. You've burned that into uh, a certain demographic's brain. <laughs> I'm sad that I'm part of this, but if you were on the Internet at that time, well, then you remember. <laughs> he yeah. was memed, for sure. Yeah, he was. He had a good He had a good run. He had a good run. He had a great run. Good for him, because I'm pretty sure if I went on there and sang like that, I would be... So fucking embarrassed. I would never show my face in public again. <laughs> yeah, and he loved it. He even danced. He, like, got into it. Yeah, and he was also fully aware that it was bad, and he was like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, like, I would sing karaoke with that guy, because he's the life of the party. He's got hella confidence. Yeah, he does. Hella confidence. I wish I had that kind of confidence. I mean, I think I'm, like, I, I don't have poor self-esteem by any means, but I uh, I don't have that level of confidence at all. No. No. I, like, you know what? That's one of my biggest things is I do not like to dance in public. Like, more than the singing, because I'll drunkenly karaoke sing all day, but <laughs> I will not dance in public. Yeah, it was when I was on a cruise ship a long time ago, and I won, um, it was, like, on... Carnival Cruise Lines, if you get into a karaoke scene contest, I won, um, and I had her perform as Madonna, like, like a virgin. 
on stage. Oh, my God. I've seen that. That's one of my go-to karaoke songs. Oh, my God. It was so bad because I um, had a few shots before I went on stage, and I had a bunch of backup dancers, and I was supposed to dance with them, and I forgot the lyrics, and my high heel broke, and they just, like, turned up the music really loud. And, yeah, I couldn't show my face. It was very embarrassing. I have it on DVD somewhere. I would just want to burn it. I don't want to remember that. <laughs> it was fun, though. I mean, I I did have a great time, but I was also very embarrassed because my high heel got stuck in the stage on one particular dance move, and the, the bottom part broke off, so it was just like a really sharp nail sticking out of my high heel after that. And I was uneven. And they were like six inches tall <laughs> the I was wearing. So bad costume choice, terrible oh dance moves. <laughs> I just started rocking back and forth while the the male backup dancers were like all over me. So I just sat there like smiling. <laughs> oh my god. By the way. Yeah. So if anybody was on that cruise ship and listening <laughs> to me <laughs> write us an email. So, <laughs> Maybe so, Mark and Derek were right. Thanksgiving is the biggest drinking night of the year, Thanksgiving Eve. Oh, you Googled it. I did. I did. It's called Blackout Wednesday. Uh-huh. Nice. Well, I'm not blackout yet. Me neither. And, uh, yeah. It's even like, it has its own Wikipedia page. What the fuck? It's a term for the night before Thanksgiving in the United in the United States. It's been associated with binge drinking since a very few people since very few people work on Thanksgiving and most university students are back home to celebrate the Thanksgiving holiday with their families. Wow. Wow, it's even bigger than St. Patrick's Day. It is. It's high, it's the number 1. St. Patrick's Day is lower on the list. Holy mess. Well, um listeners stay safe. Don't fucking drive your fucking car while you're drinking. Just don't do it. Just fucking not be a piece of shit sorry that's my psa Just yeah don't drive drunk please don't Absolutely. please don't there are um, lots of people out there who will give you a ride yeah the second biggest drinking day of the year st patrick's day and the um third biggest is new year's eve yeah so drink up everybody if you drink and if <clears throat> you don't drink then stay hydrated with water and other beverages and if yeah if you want to go out and have fun wear a fucking mask and don't fucking drive drunk um other days that are on the list are super bowl sunday mardi gras halloween fourth of july cinco de mayo um pure 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 what um, it's the Jewish Mardi Gras, the Jewish Halloween. What? I didn't... Uh, so it's called Purim. I'll say the holiday, according to the book of Esther, commemorates the salvation of the Jewish people by Esther and Mordecai in ancient Persia from the anti-Semitic, um, official Haman. It's usually celebrated in March. Um, it's typically marked by costumes, food, and parades. Wow. Is it Did not name? know this exists. Did. Wow. I am ignorant about some parts of Jewish culture, too, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. My one Jewish friend in high school didn't talk about Purim. 
Andy, if you're listening, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Wow, I looked it up, yeah. Pure. If any listeners are out there um, that celebrate this, send us an email. Yep. Or know about Um, it or whatever. I don't know. Just send us emails. We're lonely. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Apparently, another big drinking day is the same day as um, the Kentucky Derby. Oh, yeah, I guess for rich people. Well, I, I mean. only watched one in my life. Oh. And I didn't I, even I, have a hat. If my stepdad is listening, Ron, shout out. Um, we used to watch the, like, Triple Crown together uh, when I was growing up. So do they give the horse three crowns, <laughs> or does the jockey wear the crowns? There is no crown. The crown is a lie. What? The crown they, doesn't even exist? They put, like, garland around the um, horse's neck, and the uh, the jockey gets, like, flowers or something. Oh, okay. They don't just weigh the horse down with giant crowns. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, they don't, like, just put two, like, one on each ear and then one around his mouth. <laughs> we we have nowhere else to put this crown. <laughs> no, Morgan. No. Okay. <laughs> Here's a bunch of crowns, horse. Like, we think you would enjoy these crowns, so put them wherever. You can put them around your hoof or your tail. Maybe around your snout. Yeah. I, I think the bottom line here is um, Americans love any excuse to get drunk. So we get drunk on holidays. That is that is a gr- great, yeah, that's how we roll. And let's be real here. In America, the Super Bowl is a holiday. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I don't like, even know the last time I watched one. <laughs> I watched last year's, actually. I never ever i've only uh, the last one i remember watching was when new orleans won the super bowl because i won a lot of money because no one else bet on new orleans to win because everybody's from virginia so they don't and hell was supposed to freeze over if uh new orleans won so i ended up winning a lot of money and i I hate football you did yeah everybody was really mad at me <laughs> I was actually in New Orleans like the weekend after that happened, and they were still celebrating. Oh, I bet because hell froze over. <laughs> yeah, it had been a really long time since the Saints had won the Super Bowl. Have they ever they had, won before? No, they had never won. Okay, the they Super had Bowl. never even won before. So it was yeah, a they big only won one deal. Yeah, everybody was like, "Ha ha, you're gonna lose," and I was like, "Well, I'm betting on it," and I, I got the whole pot. Mm. Well, I imagine since my boyfriend loves football uh, and has like four screens ready for any given Sunday, <laughs> uh, I think I'll probably be watching the Super Bowl this year. Uh, I will n- probably not. I never do. Usually well, I like cooking for it and I don't watch it. But here's the thing. I've worked for the I last lo- 50. That's cause fair. Because I'm, I'm 50 years old. You're totally 50 years old. Yeah, I started working um, as a baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, I imagine I use the term watch loosely. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'll probably like be playing something on my 
phone or my Nintendo Switch and occasionally looking up for the commercials. Or like when someone goes, go, go, or, you know, whatever. I'm not a big football fan. But I support his interests. Ah. I commend you for that. Thanks. I'm glad Andrew doesn't like football. (laughs) I mean, honestly, like, he's the first guy I've dated in quite a while that even likes sports at all. Yeah. But, you know, you you can't choose who you fall in love with. You just fall in love with them. Yeah, you do. And, uh, he likes football, and that's fine. I like soccer. He doesn't like serial killers, and that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't like... Um, but you know what I, I mean. Know. He does not find them fascinating. <laughs> he says, I know the world's bad already. I don't need to hear about how bad it is. Uh, I already yeah. know it's bad. I don't need the details. Oh, wow. I didn't know that I'm looking up the Triple Crown because um, I was trying to Google a horse with crowns, but <laughs> <laughs> there's not been many who've won it. Yeah, Secretariat's the most notable. Yeah. It's a hard thing to do, honestly. You yeah, can keep is. a racehorse at tip-top shape throughout an entire season, make, uh, you know, to be able to place to run, and then you have to win all three of those and not get injured. Yeah, and you have to have a little tiny man, little tiny good guy. A little tiny woman, I could totally be a jockey. Are there women jockeys? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was still, like, 1950s. Um, <laughs> no, Morgan. <laughs> women uh, are allowed to ride horses now. <laughs> Good for they us. have to ride sideways because they wear dresses. <laughs> <laughs> Side saddle. Oh, there's not even a crown on the fucking trophy. I want to look at horses with crowns, but... um. Who's your friend that listens to us? Um, I have no friends. <laughs> Whatever. You know your nice friend who follows us on Instagram that uh, did cool drawings for Inktober? Oh, Lori. I bet Lori could draw you a nice horse with a crown. Oh, Lori, if you're listening, please send me a horse wearing three crowns. That <laughs> we would, would love great. you forever if you just could like this horse. That, what a, like like a goofy horse going? What do I do with all these crowns? <laughs> please make this happen, Lori. <laughs> that would that would be really great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have great drawings, by the way. I liked most of them. I think. Yeah, I've liked like all of them. I think. Well, I mean, like, I think I physically, like, clicked on the heart on Instagram. <laughs> That's what I mean. But emotionally, you're in love with all of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's literally no horses wearing crowns. I'm even looking back in the 1800s now. <laughs> <laughs> you're killing me. <laughs> I even Google, like, triple crowns on horses, crown on horse, like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I never even told you... What I ate or watched, I don't think. But I'm going to do that. Oh, I found one. Sorry. Sorry. I'm going to do that, and then I think we're going to skedaddle. You found a horse with crowns? Yeah, it's on Pinterest. Uh, Apparently, someone makes horses for crowns, for tiaras. Uh, Yeah, she 
makes tiaras for horses. Oh, my God. It's so cute. Okay, you're going to have to text me that. Oh, those are cool crowns. See, that's what I'm looking for. Thank you, Pinterest. I don't know who the original uh, artist was, but those are pretty crowns. Ruby and clear rhinestone crown for horses. (laughs) I got my wish. Well, I mean, I'm sure sure you'd still love to see a drawing of it, though. Yeah, I do. I just want a goofy horse being like, what do I do? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, because it's got to have the three crowns, not just the one crown, like your little Pinterest lady. Yeah, I need all all three crowns. <laughs> all three. It's got to be three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Um, oh, yeah, I did start to tell you that I had been watching King of the Hill. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Sorry. We, we, uh, we fell asleep to random things. Like, he would probably still have us falling asleep to South Park, but I kind of will the... Xbox controller when we go to bed because it's my Xbox that's plugged in right now. So <laughs> I'm like, uh, I mean, some, but you know what? If he doesn't want to watch what I put on, he will tell me. I've put on Shutter many a night, and he'll be like, "It's the same rotation that it's been on. Can we put it on something else, please?" <laughs> yes. Yes. Sleep with horror movies in the background makes for great dreams. I mean, when you're stoned as much as I am. You don't dream anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Look, mom and dad, family, if you're listening, I'm not stoned all the time. That is not my life. But I do smoke enough pot that I don't dream anymore. And, uh, you know, that's, I hear that that's a common thing with people who smoke pot. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Mark doesn't dream either. Not really. He will occasionally he'll occasionally have a dream, but not very often. I dream vivid, vividly every night, all the time. Even when I'm awake, sometimes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Waking dream. <laughs> <laughs> no, but sleep paralysis—that shit is real and it's scary. I've only had one experience with that. Um, when I was you're I don't lucky. Know, yeah, when I was like a teenager. I slept on my stomach once, and that's not something I do, really. Um, I don't find it to be very comfortable. I think it, like, strains my neck. But I fell asleep on my stomach, and um, it felt like somebody sat on my back for, like, five seconds. Oh, that's weird, because usually it's when people sleep on their back that it happens. Yeah, it was really weird, and it scared the shit out of me. And um, But because, you know, I was a teenager, and I'm... No dummy. I knew instantly that it was a sleep paralysis thing. I didn't think, oh, my God, poltergeist. No, I I usually see people in the corner of my room, and I can't move or speak. That and is terrible. I yeah, have heard, I try to, like, move shelf. my hands or rock back and forth to try to get myself out of it. Usually Andrew has to wake me up because I'm, like, barely breathing and making moaning noises yeah Yeah. luckily it hasn't happened for a few months but i get it every now and then morgan have you seen um the haunting of hill house yeah it's exactly like that that's what i was just thinking of yeah no yeah that's that's what i i get like um like a shadow person in the corner of the room or i think someone is breaking into my house and i see the lights on it's really weird because i will like 
be dreaming or whatever this thing I'll have like all the lights will be on and I can see every part to my room and I see this person in the corner of my room or if I see a murder come in with a knife and I can't move and usually it scares me so bad I'll get out of it or Andrew will have to wake me up um and then when I wake up I mean the lights are all off everything right. changes like it's just a snap of a finger and everything's different like the lights will be on or but my heart will be going like 130 because I've measured it on my watch. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like wake up in a panic. Like that's least... every day I wake up in extreme fear. Yikes, that's terrifying. Yeah, anybody um, has a psychiatrist? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, at least you're not waking up to the bent neck lady hovering over you. No, but I have had, uh, I have woken up to a faceless man holding, like, a nine-inch blade. Morgan, that is nightmare fuel. Absolute yeah. nightmare fuel. I could definitely write a book on my nightmares. Like, definitely. That's, dude, I haven't had a nightmare since I was a child. Oh, well, you're fucking lucky. <laughs> like, like when I say that I have night a nightmare... I mean, this is the kind of nightmare I have. They're very boring adult nightmares. Like, I'll wake up with a start because I had a dream that I was late for work. <laughs> oh. Or I'll have a dream. Or I'll have a dream that I was back in high school and I didn't study for a major test. Damn. Those, I'm, those are the I'm, lame kind of nightmares I have. <laughs> my. My uh, reoccurring dream that I usually have is like you know uh, where you you have you wake up and you're late for an exam for a class that you've never been to, and I've had that dream since like first semester of college in like 2007. Like it, it's a terrible dream <laughs> where I just have this exam that I have to get to and I've never been to the class. And I'm like, shit, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I'll wake up. But mostly I'm, like, watching people get murdered or I'm the murderer or I'm about to get murdered or something. See, now you see why I have no problem falling asleep to horror movies and, like, terrifying murder documentaries. Nah, I can't do it. I mean, I do it when I want some excitement, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if anybody has any terrifying stories about uh, sleep paralysis, send us an email. What's our email? It's horror, H-O-R-R-O-R, V-S, reality, R-E-A, L-I-T-Y at gmail.com. Horror versus reality. And it's versus with V as in Victor, S as in Sally. Yes. Horror versus reality. I really want some emails from people. Like, yes. you can send us an anonymous one with, like, a made-up account, whatever. Like, tell us some stories. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have plenty of terrifying um, sleep paralysis stories, and maybe we could, like, put them together and uh, do... A pot, like a extra show on scary stories. Yeah, we could do our Patreon. Yeah, about scary dreams. Yeah, do that for sure. 
Um, food-wise, I made chili for dinner. Nice. And I had a turkey sandwich with this awesome wasabi spread. Oh, you're making me hungry. On it, and uh, some mayonnaise and some lettuce on rye bread. Oh, I'm so hungry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I need to eat. I haven't yeah, eaten. Yeah, dude. You do. I just had macadamia, macadamia nuts until it was cut short by RC eating my macadamia nuts. Yay. No, bad pup. He's fine. He's good. That's good. I'm glad he's good. Well, guys, um, the next episode is going to be Hounds of Love. Um, versus the Morehouse murders. Um, that's about Catherine and David Burney, the crazy couple who went on a killing spree in, uh, in the eighties. And um, Hounds of Love was really good. Uh, and uh, our guests are Caleb and Phil from Modern Day Escape. Yeah, Cubby Ch- and Phil. Check them out on Spotify. And, uh, well, that's it, kids. We'll be back next week for that one. Or next. Actually, these are, these episodes are going to come out on the same day. So. <laughs> yeah, remember, don't drink and drive on Blackout Wednesday. I mean, Thanksgiving. Because it's yeah. Thanksgiving now. Don't drink and drive on either one of those. If you did yesterday, you're a horrible person. Yeah, just <laughs> don't ever drink and drive even if it's not a holiday it's not cool hey one of my relatives drove me home drunk from thanksgiving one year and i'm still afraid yeah it was a very terrifying car ride yeah people die yeah don't kill people don't kill people and don't don't make me see you in the emergency room because i'm working so hopefully none of you motherfuckers drink and drive yeah, we don't want to see any of you in the emergency room tomorrow. No, today, because it's today now. Or tomorrow. Ever. Or tomorrow. Or Any ever. Emergency room. <laughs> ever. Just, just stop. <laughs> Unless you're having a heart attack, then please go. Yeah, I mean, don't drive drunk. Call nine one one. Yeah, it's like you know, <laughs> stop. Stop. Take some uh, aspirin. <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys next episode. All right, good. Bye.